Welcome back to the Let's Have the Humanity Talk podcast hosted by Natalia and me, Jessica, where we discuss topics from sexuality and mental health to overall wellness. This is a reminder that our podcast is planned but unscripted and uploaded every two weeks. Today's episode is titled The Period and you can expect us to discuss what is the period, some stats regarding the period, our personal experiences and some other things that we think will be educational for everyone out there whether you have a period or not. So to start off, we wanted to just describe what is the period. So the menstrual cycle is what the entire, um, what's the name of the entire cycle, obviously, but then there's the menstruation phase. So the, the period, what we call the period is just the menstruation phase and that one part of it. Um, and it includes the follicular phase, ovulation, and uh, the luteal phase as well. When the endometrium, which is the lining of the uterus, is just released because the egg was not uh, fertilized. When that lining sheds over three to seven days in the case that there is no pregnancy. And um, these descriptions that we are giving you is from a graph brought to you by Girology. So some stats on the period, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, more than half of menstruating people experience some pain around their period, with some estimates saying as much as 84%. Also, 34 to 40% of people who have periods reporting that the pain is so severe that they have to miss work. And the medical term for a painful menstrual period is dysmenorrhea, which is caused by uterine contractions. Primary is recurrent recurrent pain, while secondary results from reproductive system disorders. This is something that I learned later on, that I did suffer from dysmenorrhea. Just my period has always been so heavy and so painful to the point that um, I remember growing up as a teenager and getting so many such strong cramps that i would like vomit and basically oh, wow. have like laid in bed all day um so it really shows how you know um the period is a significant part of of menstruating pe- uh, people and how it really affects us um i know a lot of people take it for granted and think it's such like you know so easy to get through and it's not i wanted to ask you jessica at what age do you get your period me i was a late bloomer i was like 13 or 14 like literally the summer going into high school and it wasn't a surprise to me i'm like oh well finally it's my turn um and it wasn't a surprise i just knew because everyone got the period before me everyone was like just talking about it and i just felt left out and then it's like well I should. At least I, you I had appreciated it. Yeah, but at least you had like some support because yeah. your peers were already going through that. Um, mm-hmm. I got my period when I was like nine, going to ten. So you know, I was probably one of. I mean, I, I don't know what the stats were for my particular class, but I'm sure I was one of the first ones in my, uh, in my class to get it. Um. And that leads me to an experience that says a lot about the education that we get regarding um, our menstruation and how getting that education can really change our perception of it. So there's really minimal 
um, education when it comes to the period. Women are often not taught about their own anatomy and what the menstrual cycle is and how it works out. So actually, it's funny because um, my mom is right there in the other room, but she always told me this story of how when she got her period, um, she didn't know what was going on and she was trying to find out like where she got caught. Like she thought she, I mean, got, she got caught. caught. Like, uh, you know, like she got injured and she was bleeding oh. because of that. So she had no idea what the period was about. Um, on the other hand, when I got my period, this is something that my mom and I always like joke around about. Like um, I was sitting in the toilet. It was like a Saturday morning and I bled. And I'm like, mom, did you get your period? And she's like, no. So I'm like, oh, I guess it's mine then. <laughs> so that was like the very, my, my first yeah that was like my first impression of my own period so my mom was always very open about the period with me so I think that really made the experience less traumatic like you know I just saw mm -hmm. blood and I was like oh it's my period and I grabbed a pad I knew how to yeah. do it already so it was just like a breeze for me but you know if we compare to how it was with my mom she was looking down there with a mirror and she, mm -hmm. her sister found her and she was laughing at, mm -hmm. at my mom because her, her sister is older, so she had already gone through all of that. But it shows, you know, how education can make it so much easier for menstruating people. And not to have it, like, be a big, I guess, not deal, but it, to not freak out. My mom literally just sat me down and was like, when you see this, don't be scared. Just... This is where the cabinet, you get like a pad, this is where it is, and then you just place it on your underwear and then you keep going and then how to throw it away so my my dad and my brother don't see it and stuff like that. It's just don't talk about it kind of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And that brings in the other part of the education, right? Like women are not often told about their period and you can imagine what men are taught which is literally to nothing, literally. Are so even taught? I don't know. Because <laughs> we already have to go through so much and then that is not considered, like people around us don't consider that as part of our lives. And often like this is a period of time when women need to be supported or need an, you know extra help, especially for people who deal with like really painful periods. And then men, um, some men, I don't want to like generalize, but some men do not know what the period is. They think it's gross, you know, they, and then it's kind of like women themselves are stigmatized. Like I've told before, like, yeah, I don't feel well because I'm, I'm, I have my period and literally grown ass men act grossed out. And I'm like, because you literally you, brought it up. Yeah. Like, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm like, you were born, you were made possible yep. because a woman had her period. And it's so actually why are you healthy? yeah yeah and they they use it as an excuse where it's like you you are upset or maybe you bring up a good point or like i don't know it's like oh wow you're being are you in your period and they other guys say it to each oh other like an insult like why literally yeah they use it as a way it's almost like they're gaslighting us you know because we're on our period whatever we say is not valid because we're saying it because mm -hmm. we're on our period and therefore it's affected by our hormones let me tell you we're all affected by hormones our actions mm -hmm. everything that we do that we say is somehow driven by a hormone 
So it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, there are hormones, you know, like affecting you. So it's, I think it's like ridiculous that, you know, they make hormones a, like a negative thing for women and menstruating people. It's just crazy how literally, like you said, everyone has hormones. Why are women demonized for having a period and having hormones just like everybody else? And it's just another excuse to be rude and exclude women. Oh no, you're in your period. We're not listening to you. Like, yeah, absolutely. And another thing that's really tough for us is that we feel not only do we feel maybe like a little t- like more tired during this period of time, but then, you know, if if we want to if you know, if our friends are going swimming or there's a party or whatever, we don't feel comfortable participating in, in some activities just because of our period. And I think people often they're not aware and they're and therefore they don't recognize that that's happening to us yeah um an experience of mine is that um i wasn't not allowed but it wasn't okay to go in the pool because i was strictly like a pads person and i wasn't really allowed to use a tampon it wasn't like oh well you can't use tampons because you're little you're a virgin you know what i mean so it, yes. like the ed- also brings the education aspect of you can still use a tampon and you can still be a virgin. You know what I mean? So for yeah. you, did you ever experience that whole thing of like, if you go in the water, your period stops? I don't know. Like, I don't. I, Were you I ever told that? Because I was told that, but I just don't believe it because I don't know. Like you cough and that's it. It's it's over for you. Yeah, I don't remember if I ever had an accident in a pool. I actually think I didn't. It just, you know, it's more uncomfortable because there are little things that you have to be like on top of when you're in your period and trying to like swim and stuff like that. So I remember you put the pad, right? And you usually have to wear like uh, underwear under your bikini or your swimwear, whatever it was. Yeah, I think that comes with the whole cultural thing. You know, we come, we're both Hispanic. Um, we were brought up in Hispanic households. So the pad is like the go-to. Like pad is your only option. Like tampons aren't mentioned and all other alternatives aren't really, don't become an option for you. Yeah, my mom, I would tell her, I'm like, mom, I can't go to the pool. I can't have fun with my friends because it's like, I'm on my period and it's not fair. Why can't I wear a tampon? Because I had that education growing up of like middle school and high school teaching me, yeah, you can use any alternative. And it's like, oh no, you can't. Until she went to the doctor and asked, because she didn't believe me. She went to the doctor and asked him and then she came back and it's like, oh yeah, you can wear. So I was allowed at like 16 to use tampons. So. Oh wow, look at that. And and you grew up in Miami, right? Yeah. So at least you were in the US. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I do remember um, just going in the pool and just having to go in really quickly before I bleed so that once I'm in the water and I'm curious, like how many people actually know that? Because I knew that and my friends knew that it was just like sometimes you wouldn't want to go in the pool because it was just uncomfortable to have to be like thinking about that. Like, you know, what if you bleed inside the pool? It would be really embarrassing. It was a myth because it's like if you make any like movement or like 
you I don't know like you cough or something obviously it's gonna come out and you don't want to have like an accident in the pool so I just either avoided it completely and like just sat out and been that person that's sitting well now I dare you to try it what <laughs> let me know how it goes I just wear a tampon <laughs> no yeah well now you use a tampon so you don't really have to worry about it that much no, but... I'll use it in the pool and something that goes with that is the burden of having your period is mm -hmm. also like walking around and thinking that you have messed up your pants and that everybody can see that yep there's always one person that literally you i love the sisterhood and just everybody knows of this random girl coming up to you and saying hey can you check me and you automatically know oh i have to look at her like butt and stuff like that or maybe just do a full check of her whole body to see if she got um a stained and it was like i don't even know you and you trust me you know yeah I, mean? I think um that's one little part of our lives that connect us and um and help us be more empathetic with each other like we know the pain that comes with it the burden all these things um and so it helps us feel a little more like a little closer to each other it's uncomfortable that schools don't accommodate for that where it's just oh you can only go to the bathroom and bro you can only go to go to the bathroom at certain times or you have to raise your hand hey can I go to the bathroom and they might say no and you have to say hey it's an emergency and now everybody knows exactly what that emergency is and like why can't you just get up and go to the bathroom without nobody knowing like yeah. that happened in high school and middle school and college you could just get up and leave why don't they do that it's also i mean it, we obviously know why it's so stigmatized um and i did want to make a statement regarding that like blood is not dirty period blood isn't dirty we believe that because it's coming out of the vagina is dirty and the truth is that nothing like just because it's coming out of your vagina it doesn't mean that it's dirty and that's also the case with like vaginal discharge a lot of women don't know that vaginal discharge is actually natural and they're concerned when they see vaginal discharge but that's actually just um, a normal part of being a menstruating person and there was a trend on tiktok for vaginal discharge where it's like women would wear i guess pads just to not have the discharge on their underwear and it's like that's and by gynecologists i've seen gynecologists in the comments where it's like yeah that's not healthy what what's healthy is just your body making that discharge you know what i mean yeah yeah so it's just everything is so stigmatized when it comes to the to women's body or like you know trans folks as well and this is especially hard for trans folks i was actually reading a story of a trans man um, and he did not go through through like the change of the genitalia so he kept uh, his vulva and vagina but he obviously obviously stopped getting periods once he started the hormonal treatment however it was so hard for him to get that medical help as uh, women and menstruating people do 
on a yearly basis you go to the doctor to get checked out and it was so hard for him to do so because also he didn't feel comfortable you know because it's like he looks like a man and a lot of people a lot of physicians aren't educated on how to help trans folks yeah they don't understand yet he has to be in the waiting room and everyone's just looking at you like what are you doing here yeah even our physicians don't know what they're Mm -hmm. doing and they don't care many times to be informed and that makes life harder for trans folks for trans men you know um and there's a whole story regarding that that i can definitely link in our instagram uh, so that people can learn more about that but it's it definitely makes it harder uh, for trans men um, and trans folks in general who aren't provided that um, education and the people who are supposed to help them who aren't educated either and i think that lands on lands us on the topic of the factors that affect the period and how hormonal treatments is one of them not even hormonal treatments but if you have hormonal imbalances and things like that that's one thing that can make uh your period different so a lot of factors like stress body weight and like you said hormonal treatment can affect the period and stress is a big one like recently um, I was going through finals and um, applying to um, graduate schools and I just missed mine with all the stress I missed it a whole month I was like um she said peace she, she didn't want to be in my body with this, all this stress and it scared me and it's crazy how I didn't even think I was that stressed and your body knows you know what I mean? Oh, yes. I think we are so disconnected from our body sometimes that we don't realize what stress, how stress is affecting it. Um, and it's funny because um, I wrote down that I have a personal story for this, and it's pretty much the same thing. Um, twice in my life, I've missed my periods by weeks, like a whole month, three weeks. Uh, five weeks because of stress and there are times where i've been like you know i'm currently not sexually active with another person so i know i don't have to worry about being pregnant or anything but it was still concerning and the thing that we don't realize is that uh, during our periods we lose a lot of energy um and that is why the body knows when you're already under a lot of stress and you cannot afford to lose more of your energy your body will actually stop you from menstruating and that's a way of protecting yourself does not mean that it's good it's your body trying to protect yourself from further you know feeling like like shit but (laughs) um but the truth is that you know it, it we have to listen to our bodies and be like yeah i'm not menstruating go to the doctor but also do a check on yourself like have you been healthy have you been uh treating your body kindly because maybe that's why you're not getting your period and we do have body weight on our list is one of the factors that affect the period um i'm personally not well versed on you know how it can be affected but i do know for instance that that people that have anemia um and and you know i've personally dealt with that people I mean, you lose blood during your um, your period and that causes anemia. Um, mm-hmm. But also if you have anemia on top of just like your regular um, your regular period, it does complicate things for your health. I heard of that where if you're 
really frail either your period could make your situation worse and they'll have to control that and also um pertaining to hormones you can also have um pcos like which is polycystic ovarian syndrome which is basically you either can have um really painful periods or really irregular or i've heard even um people growing like facial hair because of it or having like like weight issues on it and it's just it's not talked about a lot of women and people with periods have this and they have to get checked out yeah absolutely there's many health conditions that are related to the period and that's why it's important and we encourage you to Uh, go to your physician once a year to make sure that everything is okay and not just once a year if you see that something is not uh, that's something irregular something doesn't click you feel like something's just not right with your body make sure you go to your physician as well even if it hasn't been a year yet Um, just make sure that you are healthy or if you're not what you can do to regain your health um, and have healthy periods as well And we were earlier talking about being um, period people when we were growing up. And now that we're adults and um, we have been indifferent. We've had people, pad people. Yeah, pad people. people. (laughs) Where am I? uh my yeah so now we we know of different options and we wanted to share that with our audience um so pads obviously one of the most popular options especially in latin america but like here in the in in the united states tampons i think are pretty popular as well i think it's Um, pretty popular even then i've heard people literally tell me oh you wore pads no like i'm an adult i wear tampons now i'm like okay uh we could wear whatever we want but thank you yes actually um a few years back um i'm not sure what i was talking about with a few friends and i ended up telling them like oh yeah i wear pads and they were like pads with this humidity like they were just shocked that i went with that that i'm a bad that i'm a pad uh person you know they were just and pads like yeah (laughs) I mean, I had never heard that, like, just because it's humid, you shouldn't... I mean, I guess, you know, wearing a pad isn't the most comfortable thing. But each uh, each device that you could use for your period, you know, brings its own discomfort in some way. Mm-hmm. However, that's what I had been used to all of my life. So when I heard that, I was a little shocked. But they were shocked with the fact that I was wearing pads. Nowadays, you know, um, we do have more options. And tampons are one of the other popular... Uh, options however tampons are known for sometimes causing uh, a a fatal um, health issue called toxic shock syndrome and i wanted to be a little more educated regarding this before the podcast however i was in a conference uh with some fellow sex educators and just sex professionals and one of the things that i learned is that toxic shock syndrome like tampons don't really cause toxic shock syndrome so 
the the what I, what I learned was that toxic shock syndrome is caused by a bacteria that can grow um, outside of your vagina, even in your thighs. And what happens is that whenever something passes your vaginal opening and can drag that bacteria in your vagina, and the tampon has a really good, well, it has a really good material for that bacteria to thrive in your vagina, and that's what causes uh, toxic toxic shock syndrome. So it's actually not using the tampon; it's just it's a bacteria that you may already have in your body and then using a tampon for a long period of time it can just like you know help it reproduce within you um but it's not like wearing a tampon isn't currently bad i heard that it's rare actually toxic shocks i heard it's rare and i was taught about that in middle school basically saying how if you use tampons you're gonna get talk i knew somebody had toxic shock the actual like not even a professor it was a PE teacher that said this story wasn't even a sex educator or anything and it's saying i knew somebody that died from toxic shock syndrome so that could be you if you wear tampons like and then i was terrified of tampons for years because of that story I'm going to serve you some tea as well. I'm going to serve my audience a little some tea because what I heard was that because we're not educated on toxic toxic shock syndrome, I'm just going to call it um, TSS. So um, what the thing with TSS is that we're not educated on it and therefore we don't know how to recognize um, the symptoms so we, you may get a fever and you can say, oh, it's the flu when it's actually TSS. So if you knew that TSS um, does cause like a fever and things like that in its early stages, then you can catch it and go to the doctor and get it treated before it becomes fatal. But we don't know that. You know, we actually were not told this thing. So we end up uh, not knowing how to identify that it could be TSS and therefore getting treated before it becomes a life or death situation for us but there are always other alternatives to tampons if um you're uncomfortable like pads cups there's also period underwear things there are sponges as well like there's are so many alternatives to yes. what you currently use so pads are the most or not the most, but they are within the popular options, the one that is not as invasive. Um, then we have the tampons, which I've heard can cause some dryness. Um, I've never used tampons, so I can't speak from personal experience, but cups, menstrual cups, um, are a good alternative if people already are using tampons. And they're a good alternative because they're more sustainable. You can use one for up to 10 years. That's saving a lot of tampons a that are going to become a waste. A yes. And um, I have to confess um last month i bought a few cups i have i had to buy a few because the truth is that there's more in play when choosing a cup than we may think and i didn't know that when i was purchasing one but you want to get you know it depends like on your cervix um and that's something that i didn't know i didn't even know how to measure my cervix i didn't know that was a thing and it actually i didn't know either 
I knew there were different like ways like your like yes. uterus sits mm-hmm. and like the way it's angled, but I didn't know you can measure your like cervix. Yes. So you basically put a finger in and you see where it stops, where your finger stops. And that's how you measure how long or not your your cervix is. Um, and that's important because cups can be very different depending on the brand. Some may have a longer like stem, which you can uh, grab the cup from. And so I tried a couple because, first of all, I had never used a tampon or anything like that. So I wasn't used to putting anything like that inside of me. Of course, I put things inside of me, uh, not for that purpose. So first of all, it was a bit uncomfortable for me. And you can definitely tell... Um, well, I've heard that it takes a while to get used to, but at my third cup, I actually got it. I think I got it. By now, I found one that's actually pretty comfortable. Um, and actually, once I put it in and you're just like, you know, you just make sure that it's there, that it's sealed, that everything's good. You don't feel it. You go about your life and you can even forget that you have your period for the amount of hours that you can have before having to uh drain it and clean it and change it it sounds like heaven to be honest yes just forget it's even there yes um i do have a heavy period like a heavy flow so i've realized i have to change it more frequently than like than what they recommend because some say that you can even have it up there for like 12 hours um that's definitely not the case for me but just the fact that i don't have to worry about like leaks that I don't have to worry about um, just having to change it as frequently um, and the feel of it not having to like feel like you have something uh, I mean just know. sitting there oh yeah it's just it, it's really right. I'm looking forward to my next period just so that I can get so I, I can practice it. and get more comfortable with it because it's it's life-changing but I do have to say it takes a while getting used to and you already mentioned the period underwear. Yeah, I personally used to have a heavy period, but it changed. Now I have a lighter, so I'm pretty sure I can't use the cup because it'll just sit there not collecting almost anything. So I thought about um, getting like period underwear. I've been looking into it and I'm excited to buy it. Honestly, just f- actually anticipating my period so I can use it. So actually we were talking about that, you and I, and thinking about how affordable it is. And the truth is, you know, um, when you buy it, it feels like it's a lot, but in the long run, you're saving so much on on other period devices that aren't reusable. I have to remind myself. I'm like, oh my God, it's yes. so expensive. It's but an investment. In the long run, it's in the long run you don't have to buy boxes and boxes of yes. just throughout the year. Exactly. And um, I also find not only there's things, but I found uh, another company called the Period Company, and they actually have some affordable stuff as well, more than things. And I haven't tried either, so I'm not sure when it comes to quality how it is. So maybe you let us know, Jessica, how it goes. I'll but be the, I'll be the guinea pig. Yes, but it seems like you know there are different options for people to try. Um, it's just a matter of testing for quality. But yeah, I'm excited to hear how it goes for you because I'm also considering that for nighttime. There's also the disc. I really don't know that much about it. 
since I've been looking at cups and stuff, I have seen a couple of discs, but I, I really have not that much of an idea of how it used. I do know that people can have sex during their period with the disc on because it's not as... It's, it's a like smaller flat. device. Yeah. It's like flat. Instead of like a cup where it just mm-hmm. literally looks like a cup, it's actually like literally it looks like a frisbee. Yeah. Which is actually pretty cool. If you are into period sex or you're looking to be more comfortable during your period and don't want it to be um, an obstacle for sex or you're, you know, you don't feel comfortable seeing blood while you're having sex, then maybe you want to try the disc. And apart from that, I see you saw a sponge. I have no idea what that is. I've seen sponges before. And I wouldn't personally use it, but I've seen other people. It literally looks like a sponge you get from the ocean. It's just really dried out. Obviously, it's not dry. But it's just an alternative that other people, like, use. It's just, like, 2%. And I just thought That's it was really cool to mention. Yeah, I had never heard of that. So I figured it may not be um, yeah. popular. But I'm really curious. I haven't even Googled it. So I want to see what that looks like. I think for like to just wrap it up today, we have some other notes that we wanted to bring up to you. And I already kind of touched a little bit on that. It's, you know, period blood and your vaginal discharge. Don't be afraid. Don't be grossed out. You have to look at it. And it might actually tell you a little bit about your health. So, for instance, the consistency, the presence of large clots in your period, the color of your period blood can tell you a couple of things of your health. And when it comes to vaginal discharge, pretty similar odor consistency and color of your discharge tell you things about your fertility um, and i just want to say don't be looking at your vaginal discharge and, and think you can have uh you know unprotected sex because you think you're not fertile just want to put that out there but yeah just in terms of knowing what's going on with your health you may want to actually take a look at these things you know throughout your menstrual cycle it may be handy and also something to take note of if you want to go to the doctor and tell them about that. Also, myth, you could still get pregnant on your period. I'm just yes. saying. Like, not because, like, oh, well, I'm not fertile. You never know. That that sticks around for days. Yes. We will definitely be talking about, um, you know, uh, sex and how to have safe sex in other episodes. But it's important to mention that you should still have, be having, if you choose to have mm-hmm. period sex, please be safe because you can still get pregnant. And also you could still catch something on your, yes. on your period as well. STIs are a thing, whether you have your period or not. So make sure you are uh, using condoms and other measures to have safe sex. Pull out is not an option, just so you know. (laughs) It's not an option. So on that note, um, we would like to thank you all for listening through. This is a very important topic that we should be dropping the stigma on. So please have this conversation with people in your family, with friends. Make sure they have your support during uh, their period. And just educate yourself. You know, it doesn't hurt anybody. If anything, it just helps people. 
just like you said educate others as well so yeah absolutely stay tuned and the next episode will be about sex shame and double standards